the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is a Tuesday, and we bring in the female power panel. Last night, you loved this, Heather, and it got a lot of got a lot of applause. All right, maybe almost maybe my 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 big biggest line other, other than "Let's go, Brandon." Of, <laughs> that got a lot of applause. But uh, the, the one that got uh, applause was women of the Republican Party have done more for the Republican Party in the last couple of years than anybody else. Amen. And I got to tell you what, a lot of people (laughs) like that. I said that. All right. That's right. Yep. Missy Irvin was there last night. I said hi to her. She said she's looking, she's looking good, looking like she's been healthy. Good. Uh, I got, I appreciate you sending me a picture of Robin Lundstrom. That is, yeah. yeah, Lori, that's who I named from the Dave Ellswick show as the number one conservative Republican in the legislature that's a good choice yeah she's yeah, great man she is. i like her she's a real she is. she's a i don't want to call a woman a dog all right but she is she's a pit bull yeah uh-huh. she is but she's yeah. classy well she's yeah she's very, good very classy and she i like her because she'll shoot from the hip at times and other times she does right you know right she knows when to have to use the uh the uh, the iron fist and the other times they use the the right. velvet yeah. glove in, in the iron fist. Right. You know, she does. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, good morning. How good are morning. you? I'm so glad. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm glad you did. I had a good time last night in Faulkner County in my hometown GOP meeting. We had all, I, it looked to me like they almost had 200 people there. I'm telling you, I've been telling you, we're packing the, we're packing it out and we're adding more people every night. I imagine they added new members last night. They, I think it was, they brought people up asking them questions, and yes. I bet you they added hmm, 10 or 11 new members. Then? That is so wow. It was good. That's yeah. great. It was we, good. We had a goal to double our membership last year by the end of the year, and we met and exceeded our goal by October. Good Ooh, job. That's wow. good. That's amazing. Great good job. job. That's just so people blowing. going out and talking yeah. to people. That's is, all that is. Is that what it is, Elizabeth? Is y'all just going out and talking yes. to the yes. Getting involved, getting people busy, and we're giving people something to do. We have numerous things that people can choose from, several different committees. And, of course, everybody knows it's only a month away from filing period, so all the campaigns are kicking up, and there's plenty. Well, they were there last night. Yeah. I got more push cards. If I never need to start a fire because it got really cold or something, I I could start a fire with them. Yeah. It was amazing. Bonfire, in fact. Wow. 
was it was pretty crazy. That's but great. I, I was good because I I got to see Stephen Meeks. He was there. Mm-hmm. I saw Mark Johnson. I saw uh, who was Dave uh, David Ray. Uh, who all? Uh, was Mary Bentley. Mary Bentley was there. I'm, I'm so happy. I. That's one woman, I guess, my wife passed away, I might try to marry. Mary Bentley? Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got Mary to run for office. I love Mary. I talked oh. to her, and and I thought she'd make a great yes. a great uh, candidate. And uh, she lost the first time. Did she? I didn't know yeah. that. And she was all down in the mouth. And I said, Mary, don't be down in the mouth. Yeah. Run again. Run again. And she did. Yeah. She won. I'm glad she did. <laughs> and she brings a lot to that health care committee. Yes, yeah, she does. She's good, man. I she really is. like her a lot. A lot of knowledge. She's a great person. And I'm trying to think who else was there last time. A lot of these people I haven't I'm seen sure. in over a year. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not, you haven't been around in a while, but I'm sure we have a very nice conservative group of JPs that work on our quorum court. I'm sure several of them were there. We have a couple of them who are running for state rep, including Rose Rowland, who is challenging. Yeah, she her was there. And she was there, I'm sure. And then we have my JP. His name is Matt Brown. He is a challenger for, I believe it's District 55. Yep. Uh, Had him on last week. One of those newly drawn areas. Um, We've got a great group of conservative JPs that have been doing good work in Faulkner County for quite a while. I saw Bob Gregory last night. Yes. He he was there. There was another gentleman there. I can't think of his name. He's bald like me. Um, (laughs) And we were. You might have seen David Poston. He's a challenger for uh, French Hill. Okay. Yeah, I saw him. You're making me think about. He has a beard and he's bald. He's uh, yeah. (laughs) But he's the one. He's the one that's got a. a page to the finances campaign, right? I would assume so. I okay. haven't spoken to him in a couple of weeks, but uh, you know, we've been we've been seeing a lot of candidates and a lot of electeds in Faulkner County on a regular basis. We've been very lucky. Well, that our state French was there last night. Come often with Conrad oh, really? Reynolds. Conrad Reynolds was there last night. Con- Conrad yeah, and I were sitting together having dinner. Yeah, a lot of people there last night. It was a lot of fun. It was. A, it was like old home week mm-hmm. for me, you know, because I have. Well, see, you can come anytime. You can visit any day. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been um, over at Capitol in the last couple of years just because they've got me doing mornings now. Right. You're tired. That's good. Well, <laughs> but it's going to change. I mean, uh, on, on signing days, I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be over there doing a show from three until. Good. Or from, pardon me, from noon until 3 o'clock on the first day, just to keep everybody up to date who's already put their money down. That, this That's is right. when the rubber hits the road. That's right. right. I mean, they're, Tuesday, the 21st or 22nd of February? Yeah, 22nd. It's about a month away. If you want to yeah. yeah. run and, and run for Congress, you got to put down $15,000. Right. Right. That's not a small amount right. of 15, cash. 000. And what is it for Senate? Is it 30? Senate 20,000? 20,000? $20,000. Well, and let's let's make something really clear because there's been a nasty rumor for a long time oh, about no. filing fees in the GOP. Oh my god, they're so high and they're so expensive and it costs so much to run. I don't know how many people are aware outside of the party. The GOP takes that money and redistributes it to its own candidates in our county. Our county uh, officials in our party redistribute that yep. money. Yep. So, again, the money is spent within the party to help other candidates win, and it's not a punitive punishment. It's, hey, you're supporting the party. 
and I'll just say again, this is another reason why if you're sitting out there wondering what you can do to be involved, then you need to either get involved in elections, which is something we're going to talk about a little later, uh-huh. or get involved in your local party because you get to choose how the money gets distributed and where the power goes. Right. Yep. And and that's really important for people to understand. It was something that Doyle Webb understood. I mean, there was a time, and the, and the Democrats are in this position now. They're not charging people anything right. to right. run. They just want somebody to run. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. That's true. We'll take yeah. you. Anybody. Yeah. That's the way we were when I first got here 21 years ago. I'm going to yeah. tell you, it was crickets. Mm-hmm. Right. Crickets. When I got here, there were four state reps that were Republican and one so-called uh, conservative uh, senator. And uh, it's very embarrassing to think of what happened to the conservative senator. Well, yeah, he's, who was? It was, I'm trying to think who, Gilbert who, Baker. yeah, Baker. Oh, okay. Gilbert Baker. Gilbert okay. Baker, who now has had all kinds of drug problems and all kinds oh, of crazy really? stuff. Oh, he's had some, oh, wow. yeah, he's had some rough times oh, in his life. The Mike Maggio, yeah, the judge corruption deal. Yeah, it was bad. Home and all that. It was yeah, bad. Yeah. But anyway, he was, he was the state senator at the time. And I remember uh, going over and, and having those guys on when I was at the, at the state house. Yeah. And, and, um, who was, who was, well, when they, when I f- first started, they had me on the third floor. Uh-huh. And then when uh, BB became governor, he put me all the way up on the fourth floor where <laughs> nobody could see me at all. That's right. I mean, you, you, you know this. Hey, Elizabeth, you've been with me this whole time. You know, you know what it was like. That's funny. It was, it was funny. Come but, upstairs and talk to us, please. Yeah, well, they came up. They'd all, the guys would yeah. walk up and sit down because they knew we were getting the story out. And uh, that was important. Yeah. That's a big, yeah. that's a big thing. That's, we were just having this discussion before we went on. My whole goal on my show is I try to be as entertaining as possible, but I try to be as educational right, as possible right, as right. well, too. And we can we can sit on this show, as we have done many a time, Elizabeth, you and I just by ourselves, and deconstruct what's going on at the Capitol. Yep. Try to get the word out on what really is happening. The the rumor mill is just everybody's, nobody's best friend, okay? Nobody's best friend. Well. Everybody uh, likes to talk about, oh, my gosh, did you hear, blah, 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 blah. But go check out the facts and find out what really occurred. Right. Go sit at the Capitol and watch the proceedings. Stay off of Facebook. Stay off of all the gossiping. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's, a lot, right. there's a lot of that, man. And not have knee-jerk yeah, reactions. When somebody votes the wrong way, go ask that person, hey, why did you vote that mm-hmm. away? And like Dave always Thank said, you, you got to have the 80-20 rule. I mean, did they vote wrong not that one time? Not <laughs> everything that you believe in right. does everybody else believe right. in. Right, right. And that's what Reagan always taught us. Yeah. We can't forget what that great president used to say. Yeah, that's right. I quoted him last yeah. night dealing with this whole Russian thing. Someone said, well, what would you do? And I said, believe exactly the way that Reagan believed, peace through strength. Yeah. The Soviets yeah. understand a bigger gun pointing at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They, that's what they understand. So yeah. Do not show weakness like Biden. what you did with mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yeah. Biden yes. is the weakness, though. That's the problem. Yeah, and that's the problem right now. Yeah. This wouldn't be happening if Trump was still president. Right. I'm telling you, it would not right. have happened. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Would not have happened. Guaranteed. All right, Elizabeth, you hold on where you're at. You got coffee this morning? Or yeah, tea? For the first time in a week, coffee. For the oh, yeah, coffee. Okay, and. Feel better. 
I'm I'm going to pick your brain a little bit when we come back, because I want you to tell us what was COVID like. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta ask you about it because everybody's out there yeah. you know scared that well not everybody that's too broad of a brush a lot of people yeah are still are living are living like biden did during the campaign they're living in their right. basements right. come yeah, on people come out water's fine i'm yes. just telling you all right heather beach is here and Lori is here and, and Lori, your last name again justice justice that's right I want to remember this because she's running for JP. Yeah, she's running for JP as well. Justice for justice. We're going to talk with her about that, but we also want to talk to her about a poll watcher, being a poll watcher. Right. And that's not going to the girls club, okay? No paper moon. Yeah, no paper moon. That's exactly right. That's right. We need poll watchers. (laughs) We got more coming your way in a moment. I first need to tell you about East End Towing. If you ever need a tow, they're the people to call. Their phone number is uh, 888-8849. I got to tell you what, Elizabeth, I'm going to have to get rid of my glasses. I've, I've been keeping my sugars uh, perfect. I mean, really, really good. I get up in the morning like 106 now. They're really good. And it makes your eyesight clear. And it's sharper. And I got I have to take off my glasses so I can focus on what's on the paper. I got to you, well, I got type two diabetes. Right. So, um, but your your sugar's been fine. So your yeah, that's what I do. I test it. It was you know it used to be I get up in the morning it was about one sixty five or something. Yeah. That's a little Ooh. high. Yeah. Okay. It's now it's one oh six. If that's I'm good. If you're between ninety nine and and one ten, you're good. Right. You know. Right. So that's I'm right. doing Yay. doing. Are you taking well. new medicine or? Oh yeah, I take insulin. I but, I mean, have you changed it up? Is that the reason nope. why? you just nope. changing your diet, maybe? Yep. Good. I've lost 12 pounds. Good job. That's yeah. Great. I'm all I'm all skin and self again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Skinny boy. You know? You can see it in my face. It's funny about about how your face reflects That's your weight That's where you lose first. weight. It's just really kind of weird. Anyway, East End Toy wants you to, to know that they know what you might be going through. I mean, let's say your car breaks down. But let's say you, your car breaks down and you're towing your boat. What do you do now? East End Towing will take care of that. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, so Elizabeth is on the telephone. How close are you getting your car fixed now? Well, the insurance company is involved. (laughs) I know. And so it's like it's been one step forward, two steps back. Okay. My understanding is that they're supposed to be putting it, I guess, back together starting tomorrow. All right. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm yes. see you so in the studio something. maybe next week. That would be exciting. Well, I know. It's been that forever. She has interesting to see. She's got a can't tell me how long it's going to take them. She's yeah. got a Miata that, uh, Lori, you remember this. Uh, they used to build these little toy cars, mm-hmm. and oh, you yeah. run it into the wall, and they'd blow up. Yeah. That's kind of how her Miata is. <laughs> they're putting it back together they're, again. They're able to put it back together. <laughs> huh? I'm telling you what, we're going to have a really nice uh, start on a restored 1999 Miata. Yeah, and it only cool. has about 60,000 miles on it. Oh, oh wow. wow. So we're actually going to pursue having a little uh, upholstery work done on the inside. And uh, because the outside is going to be beautiful and in great shape, and it's mechanically in perfect shape again, 
we're going to have a little restored Miata. We didn't plan on doing that. Uh-huh. Here's what she says. Mm-hmm. She doesn't tell you. It's got 60,000 miles on it, but she drives it at about 95 miles an hour. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. About that. I, I'm just kidding. That, that would be me if I had the Miata. I'd be driving like that. All right. So we got Heather here, and we got, uh, as our special guest this morning, Lori Justice. And Lori, you're running for JP. Is that right? I am. I'm running for Pulaski County JP District 3. So that's West Little Rock. You know, this is one of the places that JPs come and talk. You know, Alan Clark, not Alan Clark, pardon me. um, Alan Kerr. Kerr, Mm -hmm. when he was on. Doug Reed. Doug Reed. Doug Reed. Shane Stacks. Mm -hmm. Hines is on the city city council, but he comes here to talk. We we have, this is a place, if you win, or even if you don't win, come here and sit down and you can. That's awesome. Yeah. You can vent your spleen a little bit. Okay. And Lori is a hard worker. She well, is a workforce. <laughs> well, I, now I understand that you're work you're working towards being a JP. What we need right. to do is we need a really good conservative Republican judge. Yes, we do. Is anybody? Oh, is oh, is yeah. it Hyde that says the, yeah, the yeah, judge? Yeah, Barry Hyde. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of anybody running against him. No, I don't. I don't have a, a great history with the judges. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Who was the guy that was before Hyde? Start with V. I don't know. Valines. Uh, Valines, yeah, Valines. Okay. Judge yeah. Valines. I had him on my show one time. He he was right one time during the whole time that <laughs> he was right. uh, But uh, he and I would get into it from time to time. But uh, he was an all right guy. Yeah. But he you didn't know, li- he's suffering Arkansas. He, he did, had so he, many Democrats. He didn't listen enough. Coach. That mm-hmm. was his biggest yeah, problem. Right. And that's yeah, one thing. I'm, I'm asking people to contact me and and – Tell me what the problems are in the county. I know what some of them are. I obviously know about the sheriff's department. We all know about the sheriff's <laughs> department. Oh, That's just a nightmare. Isn't, isn't that amazing how fast that went downhill? Yes, yes, it is. I and, mean, uh, we used to have a really good sheriff over there. Right. Well, we've got... And he was a Democrat, by the way. Was he? Okay. Yeah. He was a Democrat, but he had a, a real good conservative streak in him. It's, it's mm-hmm. like when you look at the police chief of Little Rock. When Stewart was there, mm-hmm. there was law on the streets of, of yeah. Little Rock. Right. There's not now. Right. No. It's not. Mm-hmm. You, you go out there, you're taking your life in your hands. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, we've got That's to build our sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've got to have a good sheriff, and uh, we've got to um, build our our. Pulaski County Sheriff Department back and the morale is horrible there is my understanding um, and you know that's that's a big thing but I do want people to contact me and tell me about other issues that may be going on in our county that I'm not aware of at the moment so um, you know I've got a Facebook page they can they can go there tell me what's going on uh, okay and what's the Facebook page it's Lori Justice uh, for Arkansas L-O-R-R-I J-U-S-T-I-C-E. So, you know, I want to hear from people, even if they're not in my district, I want them to contact me. If they're in the county, I want to know what's going on and uh, what issues they're seeing in their neck of the woods. So So how many Republicans on the, uh, you know, the... I believe there are five. Quote, unquote, five. five. Wow, you guys are getting to be a a little bit of muscle there. (laughs) I didn't know we had that many. Yeah, I think it's five. How many Uh, total? Five. Five, I believe. Out of how many? Uh, Fifteen. Okay, so we got about thirty yeah, okay. percent. We got to. We got. Yeah, we got to get over sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's five. It's five or six. I think five. Okay, um, but not many. And uh, yeah, we need and we need more people to run. 
find out who your JP is in your area and um, look at what they're doing. And if you need to run. Right. And like if you're a voter out there and you're listening to this, it's about what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're your cousin. All right. <laughs> yep. Because I know next door neighbor. For a lot, yeah, for a lot of people, it is a popularity contest, and that's not the way government should work. Right. Right. Just, right. just keep that in mind. Right. Well, Lori's going to be with us uh, through the next half hour as well, and I'm going to pepper her with all kinds of questions. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to talk to her about running for JP and see how that's been going. But I, I want to talk to you about this whole poll watching. Thing. Yes, absolutely. It is poll watching, not poll cat watching. Okay. <laughs> keep, see if you want to keep up on that. But we're going to tell you because you can play a very vital part. That's right. In the integrity of our elections. That is right. Yeah, and we need it. We and do. It's not majority. difficult. Yeah. We need everyone. Hey, I called out yesterday at the, at that big meeting. I was talking. I was talking about some of the great Republicans who were there. One is Mark Johnson. Absolutely. And he, mm-hmm. along with Mark Lowry, have done a lot about election, election integrity. Stuff. That's right. And, yeah. uh, had, and, and made him stand up because uh, he's done a lot of he hard. Has. He's done a lot of the hard elbow grease. That's right. Him and, him and, and Lowry both. Yep. I mean, yeah, thank we, you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Lori was in telling me area, he's not as well known for that here in Conway. People aren't as familiar with Mark Johnson, who's a new candidate in our area because of redistricting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he is a solid senator. Yes. He is a very solid senator. All right. Well, we yeah. got to get to the news. We come back. We're going to talk more. Lori was telling me, you know, it's a it's a law now that you got to show your ID. And I said, yeah, I know that. And we'll talk <laughs> about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right. Back here on the Dave Ellswick show. Good to have you here. Lori Justice is here. She's running for JP here in Pulaski County, District Number Three. So I wanted to have her on to talk a little bit about uh, what the uh, the quorum court's up to because I I haven't been as intricately uh, working with several of them. Uh, so I need to get to know everybody that's on the team again. Right. So I'll I'll get with you to talk about that some, Lori, and we'll get together. Uh, but uh, you know we need to get a we need to get a Republican judge and 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 we need to get somebody to take Hyde's place. We need somebody who'll run. It's just like in the mayoral race now. You got a great candidate uh, that would that uh, will be able to uh, rally around in Steve Landers. Okay. Right. Yes. All right. That that's going to be good. I saw that uh, he had some billboards up now. Yes. That say, you know, Landers 22 on him. He's killing it. It's good. He's, yes. He's, I'm hearing Scott's not going to run. He's not. That he's that he's out. That he knows that he'll get beat. Right. Good. He will. That's good. But who's going to run in his place? That's uh, the question. Because you know what? You may be thinking, man, we got to get that rid of that guy. Then you get rid of him and the person that runs in his place is it's worse. 10 times as bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We've seen that before. Right. So uh, we'll keep... that, that works in both directions as well. Republicans think hard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You're right about that. I feel pretty confident with Landers, though. I, I yes. am. Yes. I'm going yes. to yes. say. I'm going to say I'm not something right. About that race. Hey, Elizabeth, I'm going to say something right now, and I'm, I've got to get this out because it's 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 in my spleen, <clears throat> and I got to get it out. The governor of Arkansas should be ashamed of himself for backing Democrats. Yep. Yep. That's he does it. He's backing Democrats. He does. 
He does. That's absolutely correct. And this is and, what and you know, here's what I got. Up. Here's what I got for Asa. All right, Asa, and if that, if if that's what you want to do, get what is it? Is his brother-in-law? Is is that what Hendren is? Hendren, his yeah. nephew, yeah, I believe, yeah, or nephew. Join yeah. up with him and start your own party. They did. Right. Jim Hendren started his own well, party. I know he did. I'm saying Asa should join him. Yeah. Just come out and say, do I'm, do do, I'm done with the, the Republican Party. What is it party. called? The Common Ground? Is yeah, the, is Common the, Ground. Yes. Yes. You yeah. know what I do with Common Grounds? I throw them away. You know, after I <laughs> drink my coffee, I throw the grounds away. Just letting you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, and, and this this is what puts me on the outs with some people in the Republican right. Party. Yeah. Because I'm going to, I'm speaking the truth to you. Right. He should shut his mouth on this. He should not be doing this. He's doing this to people that I know are great legislators like Mary Bentley and Bob Ballinger and others. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And he has a history of doing that. There was a senator down in, I think, northwest Arkansas or northeast Arkansas, down south. Can I say his name? No. Okay. (laughs) He was the guy who ran down there with with Gillum. Gillum was running for Senate. And do you remember his name? Beckham. Beckham. Charles okay. Beckham. And, yeah. and evidently the the governor went down yeah. and and Was rallied him? the people around the Democrat. Right. What's that about? Right. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's got a history. Governor, what's that about? Um, I invite the governor on my show to come on and talk about this. Right. I would yeah. like to hear what he has to say yeah. about it. Yeah, I like him to come on and talk about yeah. it. I would like to know that. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, it is a good question. I think every every good Republican, every Republican that is concerned about the party, should be asking that question. Right. Hey, by the way, Just don't forget. For Asa. Let me. Hey, let me Sorry. tell you something. Let me tell you. You need to watch out for people like that. And what that means is you probably should call ICU protection. <laughs> Wasn't that? Wasn't what is that? How was that for a bridge, Heidi? That was pretty good, wasn't Great. it? All right, you know, get yourself. You need to get some ten eight. You need to get yourself some ten eighty cameras to put up on your house okay. so you can, so you can see them coming. I'm yeah. just telling you. You have a digital tripwire, but uh, have yourself a, a, a day and being able to yeah. see what's coming before it gets to you, and uh, uh, Billy Mack, who owns uh, ICU uh, Protection. Uh, would like to have you as his customer, uh, whether you got whether it's for your house or it's for your business. He can do either one for you, uh, and here's what he'll tell you: you pay for the service, and I think it starts at about forty dollars a month, and then it may go up if you have several cameras. Uh, but I'm telling you, he's got those great cameras. But you never pay for the uh, uh, for the equipment. Uh, you, you don't have to pay for that. You just pay for the service, the equipment is put in for you so uh, keep that in mind have him come out take a look at your property and he'll get things done for you excuse me whether it's alarm security or monitoring it is icu protection llc 501-205-1333 sorry it took me so long to get to that but uh i had to get that stuff out about asa it was it was eating my soul i'm just saying people need to know my soul they yep. need to know. <clears throat> and, yeah. and, and, and this is wrong. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it, it's, well, it's him, wrong. He's going to pop back up as soon as his term is over. That's right. He's going to be in a very cushy position in D.C. or he's going to be leading the Never Trumper type event uh-huh. to watch. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I've heard he is hard and fast. Going to he wants to go to Washington. So yep. we'll see. Yeah. And of course he used to be there, so hey, four yep. rats like each other. They get along well that uh-huh. way. Well, uh-huh. I'll give a call over there and see if he wants to come on. Then I'll tell him okay. what it's I'll tell him what it's about. Yeah. I mean I I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I'm not one of those ambush journalists. Yeah. I'll I'll tell him, come on on, let's talk about this. Yeah. I want to talk about Mary well, Bentley. I want to talk about Bob Ballinger. I want to talk about some others that are over in the state legislature that you feel slighted you in some yeah. way or some way. And then when you guys went in and, and redistrict, you took them. Look, they took Mary Bentley completely out of her district, I basically. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I but think- let, me, let me make a point about that particular <clears throat> thing, being from Faulkner County and knowing Mary Bentley well for 12 years and supporting her. We're also very active here with our current quorum court. Her challenger is Rose Rowland. I happen to know personally that Rose Rowland was not recruited by Asa Hutchinson. I was involved. I know what happened when it happened. I was at the Republican Party meeting, the women's meeting, when uh, Rose came in with Mary right immediately after the redistricting and said, this is in my district. She is my uh, representative. I want to I introduce her to you all. And Mary was happy to speak, and Rose was there to, to endorse her, and Rose, within two days, and I know this for a fact personally with several other people that I know as well. She called numerous people here in Fountain County and said, something's changed. I've heard more than I needed to hear. I didn't understand where the district lines were. It was 48 hours later after the redistricting. I think it's time for me to run. I'm a business person. I have a major footprint in these areas. I've been very effective in the local quorum court. Just because, and I do believe that the district was redrawn to kick Mary out, but just because that happened does not mean that Rose Rowland was recruited by. Uh, I didn't say that she was recruited. What I'm saying that's is what I'm hearing, and that's what I'm told. Well, I heard I'm not. I'm not saying off. that she was recruited, but here's what I will say: she knows that Mary Bentley has done more than a yeoman's task while she's been that's elected, true. and that's just true. be just because. Asa went after her by changing her district doesn't mean that she's got a pile on. He's done it to Robin. I'm I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. I'm going to argue at this point because here's the question. Just because, and I'm a Mary Bentley supporter as well, but just because we really like one individual and Mary's done a great job, I am not at all discounting that on any level. How does that preclude? We have an extremely contentious Republican primary this May. Are we going to apply that rule in other areas? Anywhere there's already a Republican in place, you're not allowed to run against them because you must be I'll, doing something. That's you serious. know what I feel about, and I don't have any problems with primaries, but you you better have a good reason why you're primarying somebody. Yeah, if somebody has done, if somebody has been doing the job and doing it well, why do they? Why must they be primary? Right. Like Bob and here's the question. Here's the question. And and Heather, you mentioned it earlier about asking electeds about their voting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone has asked Rose directly about this. And I've had numerous phone calls in Faulkner County. I've been home sick for a week and I've had calls all every day. What's going on? What's going on? What's happening with I say, talk to Rose. Talk to Rose. We do here in Faulkner County. We know. Yeah. And I'm really irritated. 
I know I sound like I'm saying pro-Rose. What I'm saying is find out the facts before you repeat a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Because well, here in Faulkner County, there's numerous people who see it really differently who were involved when it occurred, and I just, I'm disturbed by the energy it takes to discuss these things when they're not accurate or, or fair. Yeah, well, we've been seeing it. And it's contentious already, Yeah. Right? Right. But I mean, this is the thing, Elizabeth, is that we I know firsthand that the governor was down there rallying a Democrat against Charles Beckham. I mean, that he's got a history of it. We've had it happen here with Josh Miller. Right. County. Very, very much so. Yeah. When I want to point out that regardless of where these primary opponents are coming from, for all these people, I want to remind the listeners how important it is for them to get out and vote in the primaries. Oh, yeah. Something like 18% of registered voters vote in the primaries. Yeah. That's crazy. And, you know, a lot of folks don't understand that if you don't. If you don't get out and vote in the primaries, your candidate that you want to win is not going to make it to the November general election. You right. can't wait until November That's right. to get out and vote. You've right. got to get out in May. You've got to show out, you know, show well, up. This and, year it's going to happen in May. That's when the, that's when the right. decisions are going to be made. Yeah. And they've got to get, they've got to get out and vote in May. They don't wait until November. That and I, and I will also say this. Uh, if if Rose would be chosen over Mary, I would vote. I can't. I mean, she's out of my area, but I'd vote for right. Rose. Yeah, I'll vote for a, a Republican over a Democrat the, any day of the, the week, right. month, you know, any any time. As yeah. I said well, last night, have them both on. Oh, I will. I'll have them yeah. both on. Yeah. But the bottom yeah, line is, is and I've said this out loud to everybody last night, the worst Republican is better than the best Democrat. Right. I honestly believe that. If honestly, they're truly believe. a Republican. Uh, if they're, yeah, but I, I'll take the person who's the Republican over a Democrat because I know what their party platform is. Yeah. And it is not anywhere near what I believe. All right, we've got to get a break. i got to come back with Lori. i got to talk about what I want to have Lori on about. We're going to talk about poll watching when we come back. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis. He's got health care for you that can save you 30 to 50% on what you're paying right now. We hope that uh, you'll come and, and talk to Pat and uh, ask him a couple of questions. Ask him about uh, no co-pays. Ask him about that. And uh, ask him about deduction uh, busters, deduction busters. Both of those are really important things. Give him a call. It's uh, 501-605-6935, 501-605-6935, or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com. Hey, Willie wants to talk to us. Willie, what do you got for me? Dave, I've sized, I've sized up all the candidates for lieutenant governor. Uh huh. And any day I'll vote for Jason Rayford. Okay, we'll be we'll be having that discussion here in the near future. All right. And I listen to his show every day. Yep, he's on here on on the answer. He's on it every right, day from eleven right. to noon. Yep, you yep. can listen to him. Yeah i I don't take any I don't get in anybody's corner uh, for. Uh, the uh, the primaries i i told everybody last night I, I i spoke in front of the faulkner county republican party last night and i said i'm going to take questions after i'm done but i will not tell you who i'm voting for 
I think he's the right man for the job. Okay. And I have I have even I even have relatives in Faulkner County. All right. Well, bottom line, he's running for lieutenant governor. That's a state position now. All right. He's he's moving out of just running in in a in a in a county or whatever. He's now running for uh you know a, a constitutional position. All right. Yeah, that's what he's doing. All right, and thanks, also, Willie. I, I, we'll head quickly. Sarah too. Who? Sarah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm voting for Sarah as well. She's going to be the candidate for yeah, governor. She is. Everybody's already got behind her. Dave. All right, we'll talk. You know about my show. You know what it's about. All right, we'll take you. <laughs> let him go, and we'll get into it. Well, it's too early for me to talk about, or really you to talk about the primaries. Right. All right. I will just tell you that my whole vision of primaries, if you got a, you got somebody that's in the party that's running for an office and uh, you know how they voted in, in committees and stuff and, and they went out of their way to destroy principles of the Republican Party, then I'm all about you campaigning to mm-hmm. run. If right. you're just running because you think that I can do that. And your your thought process is the same as the other person. Yep. I probably will support the other person. Yeah, right. just so everybody, I'm just right. the way I am. Right. I don't think it's fair if somebody's has been uh, you know toting the water. Right. You know, right. to give them a hard time. All yeah. right, Elizabeth is here. Heather is here. Lori is here. I want to get back to talking to Lori. I got a very short period of time to. Learn poll watching yes sir what is a poll watcher okay a poll watcher is a volunteer position and that person goes into the various polling places and also can watch um, absentee ballots be opened Um, you're basically watching the poll workers and just making sure everything that is is supposed to go on on the the polling facilities is on the up and up okay now now I remember watching them counting the poll watchers in uh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is one of the most corrupt cities in the union. Yes, and they had they had the poll watchers back like you know twenty five yards, <clears throat> right? And you that's not see, supposed to happen. Yeah, you couldn't see right. the ballots, all right? right? Was, uh-huh. and, and they're there to make sure you're counting them correctly. That's right, right? And so, you are actually supposed to be able to sit. Uh, near the tables so you can hear what is being said that's how close you can be yeah so so what about these classes that are coming up okay so we have a class coming up on the 29th in benton and um it's just it's probably an hour hour and a half that's saturday uh we're going to have doug house who used to be a state rep and everybody listens to my show know who doug house is so he's going to be leading the training and we're going to have another one on February 10th at Thompson Driving. It will be Zoomed. So okay. if you're anywhere else in the state and you want to participate in this and you want to be a poll watcher in your county, you can jump in on that training. And uh, Very good. That's yeah. right. And we need it. We do we, need, we it. need it. We a do. big majority of your people who work the election sites are Democrats. So right. the only way that you can have a fair and balanced election is that you've got to have both parties. That's right. In the mix. That's right. So, and it's like 97% right. Democrats. Did you hear workers. that? 97%? 3% Republican. 3% we do remember what Stalin said. He said, I don't care how many people vote. Two I just want to know who's counting the vote. That's right. That's right. Yep. And, That's true. <laughs> and that, that, 
That's scary. And absentee. Yeah. I mean, we need to watch absentee ballots. Um, something that happened with my son very recently uh, is he's in college, so he requested an absentee ballot to vote uh-huh. in one of these special elections we had recently. And uh, they, come to find out, sent him the wrong ballot. I-, I was watching absentee in this election, and his name never came up. But I knew he voted in it. We took it to the post office yeah. where the county clerk has the P.O. box. So I started calling around, come to find out they sent him the ballot for the next election. So, of course, this is election day at five o'clock and I'm going, OK, where's his ballot? And called over there and they said, we're sorry, we sent the wrong ballot. Can he come vote in person? Well, no, he's he's not here. Right. <laughs> Now, you had some phone calls recently. He used a a ballot that allows him to be another part of the state or even outside of the state. And now you want him to come and personally vote. Personally vote. And he can't do that. And then what was the other thing? You had a phone call, right? You've been getting phone calls about people not IDIT. Uh, right. Taking IDs. Yes, I've had people, uh, I have had people tell me that in other parts of the state, they're not checking IDs. That uh, is illegal. That's right. Illegal. It is the law. They have to check an ID. And actually, uh, one of our poll workers was out on that 1% election that the mayor tried to get through back in September. Yeah. And there was a polling facility here in Little Rock that was not checking IDs. And that got corrected. Good. Okay, but... Um, that's why we need people because I mean there there are so many counties in this state and we need people in every county and every right. polling facility. Right. And don't think just because you have a red county that you're off the hook with this one. Oh yeah, because we all know what happened last November yeah. in the race with Jim Servillo. Right. Um, oh yeah. I mean we need people who are willing to step up and do something. We all complain and and yeah, we're all sick of a lot of the stuff going on, but we got to do more than complain. We have to step up and do something. Exactly. And showing your ID is not Jim Crow 2.0 right. as That's the right. president wants to say. Right. I love listening to him say that. And then in New York City, if you want to go out and have a chili cheese dog, you got to show not only your vaccination card, mm-hmm. but your ID. Yes. Right. To eat. Yeah. Right. And of course, we know that's more important than your constitution and mm-hmm. right of voting. Right. Well, and right. I mean, who doesn't know how to get an ID? Everyone's got an ID. Right. You can get one for free. It's not that's all right. that hard. Yep. It's very, right. very right. easy. That's it right. is simple. Yeah. All right. So District 3. Right. Well, three. I'll have you back on. You can talk about this. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay, sure. we'll have you back on. You seem yeah. like a nice lady. Well, thank you. And y'all can follow um, Lori Justice on Facebook or me. I, I post about the classes coming up on Saturday. We need people there. Okay, we'll do. We'll my make Facebook sure that's as well. That's, that, that's and you'll great do that class. too. Put that on my Facebook. Yeah, it's on my you? Facebook. It's a great class. Okay, fantastic. Look, and I, I, I patted down Lori when she came in. She, <laughs> did, she didn't have any weapons on her whatsoever, so she was, she was happy to become uh, in the Dave Ellswick Studio. Well, appreciate you having me. It's great having you here. Thank you for being here. we got to get a break in. Bible guys are coming up. Heather, thank you for thank coming. Thank you for having me. Tell your father I said hello. Okay. And uh, you, lady, get well, and I'll see you in the studio again maybe in a week or two oh i hope so my pleasure thank you all right elizabeth talk to you later all right i'll be back with you here in about five minutes
throw a little country gospel at you. <laughs> Good song. I like that song. Who was it? Was the guy that did uh, uh, Promise Keeper and all of that? Was it, was he the one from Jonesboro, uh, Heidi? I think he was a uh, Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. I saw him live with, uh, oh gosh, a guy who did uh, Our God is a Lion, the Lion of Judah, and uh, all of that. He played played with him. I have a hard time remembering all of the performers. Mm-hmm. The one that I know the best is probably Laura Dingle. I know, I know her voice like that. Oh right, yeah. you know. And then I, I the guys from Ireland, I like them to come out and they got like the the setup for the one man band stuff. I'm surprised that one guy doesn't have like symbols between his knees <laughs> and banging them together. <laughs> They're great. I love them guys. They're fun. They're a lot of fun to see. All right, so Steve is here. And also, uh, Scott uh, is here, pardon me. Steve is not here. That's what I yeah, meant to my say. my goodness. How can you confuse Steve and I? I, I yeah. didn't confuse you. I just got the names confused. Okay. All right. Wow. So, Scott is here. Try, try not to feel too insulted. Also, oh. Billy is here. <clears throat> Good morning. Steve's got to work. So, he's doing his thing. I don't know if he's got to work now because of uh, the president deciding that we've got to send 8,500 men over to around the Ukraine or something. I have no idea if maybe that doesn't have something to do with it. But now the FBI come and visit me and say, how did you hear about that? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, let's let's go ahead and start off with the questions here. Uh, this one says, brothers, okay, so I am trying to understand how a great end-time revival is going to happen. I hear people talking about a new awakening, awakening, but all I see is, quote, as it was in Noah's day, unquote, which wasn't good. I don't want to put my expectations on something that will not happen, but I don't want to let go of hope. How should I understand this idea? Do you think we will see revival or not? Well, I think we will because the Bible says we will. (laughs) All right. I mean, the bottom line, that's what it says. If it says that, then it's going to happen. You may not understand how it's going to happen. I might not know how it's going to happen. It's going to be a supernatural event because that's what a revival is. So it's going to happen. So let me start it off with Scott. Then I go to Billy. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I guess um, I guess I'd like to know what the uh, what the questioner thinks about what revival is. Uh, if revival is um, meant to be. Um, a great worldwide harvest or if it's meant to be uh the church coming alive um you know if you take the word revival in its pure sense it means to revive something to you know bring it back to life um and i do think that um that uh, first of all they're correct as it was in the days of noah that's the way it's going to be when the messiah returns uh and then it lists what it is they were marrying they were giving in marriage mm-hmm. it tells what what's happening there um and it's true uh, that uh, the world was in a very, very horrible state. And, you know, hey, look around. I think we're in the time of Noah right now. But at the same time, those who were attuned to God um, were spiritually alive. They were spiritually active. They were building the uh, the ark. They were obedient to the voice and the command of the Lord. So I do think that as we get closer to um, the end, that those who are on fire will get uh, more on fire and will get and will get brighter. I do think that there is, um, you know, you can look at James, I believe it says James five, where it talks about uh, that um, that the um, there is a the 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 precious fruit of the earth is going to uh, is going to come in. Um, I don't discount that the world is going to get worse than what it is right now, but I do think at the same time you do have to hold on to uh, those verses of scripture that do give us hope for. Uh, 
for an end time return of people. Well, they're promises. Yeah. God don't break his promises. Yeah, amen. And he's going to do it. I mean, again, I don't understand how it's going to work out because if you understand end time eschatology, things ain't going to get better. Yeah, no. right, Although right. It, it does kind of hint that when the Antichrist shows up or whatever, that people will think it's mm-hmm. getting better, but it's really not mm-hmm. getting better because mm-hmm. you're watching things of this world and not work, uh, watching the things that are spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm teaching on that very thing in a couple of weeks. But uh, in direct answer to this question, um, I, I would say two things. Uh, the answer is yes to both of these things. Um, number one, <laughs> there is already a great revival going on in the world. Now, we don't see it uh, because we're living in fat, happy America. Yeah, we're not part of it. Um, and, and we're just not seeing that revival here right now. Um, it's one of these things that is backwards god tends to do all these things backwards and upside down he takes the lowliest and elevates it and the the high and brings them down and what we see uh in america is and it's if you go look at the rise and fall of nations it's always been true is that as a a nation becomes prosperous it becomes lazy it becomes unrighteous and then it falls it's just the pattern that happens over and over and over um in third world countries and in countries where persecution of christians is very high there's a revival going on that probably outweighs anything that has happened up until this point in in numbers, in, in just the, the number of people who are coming to God. Um, China is seeing a revival unlike the world has ever seen before right now. Uh, the Middle East is seeing a revival unlike the world has ever seen before. Um, thousands of people coming to Christ every day. We as Americans, though, have a tendency to look around at America and go, well, because there's no revival going on here, there must not be revival. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, that is unfortunately, it's just the way, you know, America's the bestest. So we yeah. tend to focus on America. Um, but around the world, there is a massive revival going on right now. Um, if we look at the days of Noah and what was going on there, um, I do think there is a fall coming uh, for this country. I don't think we've been bashful about saying that. Um, eventually, the the due comes for the sin that has been committed. Um, here's the really good news. Going back to what I just said, when persecution comes to this country, uh, I think that is when the revival in this country will start. Um, it is easy. It has been easy. Uh, maybe not so much anymore. But I have often said that the problem with Christianity is America, in America is that it was easy and convenient to call yourself a Christian. Therefore, uh, you know, until 10 years ago, 83% of Americans self-identified as being Christian. Now, it was only about 15 or 20% that were actually living like Christians. But, you know, the vast majority of people claimed they were Christian. And as that becomes less and less popular, fewer and fewer people claim to be Christians unless they are actually Christians. And the, the day will come when the real persecution starts and then nobody. I, I think that is, in my personal opinion, that is the primary purpose of the end time events is to force people to one side or the other, is to eliminate this soft middle. You either stand for Christ or you will not claim to be Christian. Uh, it, it will not be convenient or comfortable to claim to be a Christian unless you truly believe. And in that moment, when that persecution actually starts, um, that is when God's spirit will come forth to prove uh, just who God is. Um, and, and I think that w- that's when we'll see um, the rise of the revival here in America. I don't think it'll happen until then. Yeah. So I think stay, stay in hope. Um, Absolutely. And continue to believe for an outpouring of God's spirit and for a revival of God's, uh, of God's people. 
and uh, be be looking for it among uh, among the believers uh, first. And as we see ourselves becoming more committed, more dedicated, um, then you'll see it. Um, I do think that that COVID exposed a lot of weakness mm-hmm. in the American church structure. Um, I think people very very quickly um, uh, abandoned what they had for a long time said that they would. Uh, that they would never abandon and yeah. they uh, let go of things they should never let go of. So I think that um, that there's been approving in some sense. Uh, so just, just keep your eye on the church and stay in hope. That's the best position for all of us. Amen. Let me just give you a personal testimony here. Uh, I'm not going to get it. If you've listened to my show, you know where I go to church. At. I'm just going to tell you that the pastor at my church a few weeks back mentioned that our at our particular church that we had have had over 800 professions of faith we had over 400 baptisms mm-hmm. that's that's, that's as huge. far as i'm that's huge yeah. that's huge my grandfather uh, who died when i was 10 which is in 1963 all right uh, was a baptist minister and this is what he told me when i was very young he said if you want to know the lifeblood of a church how much is the water moving? That's what he always mm-hmm. said. Now, he's talking about baptism. Yep. Yeah, yep. That's what he's talking about. And uh, I've been at churches that the waters haven't stirred for years. Yep. And I think you got to start, you know, looking at yourself at that point. Yeah. And this church that I attend now, I'll be honest, first time that I went to it, when I walked through the doors, I felt the Spirit of God. Yeah. yeah. I knew something was happening mm-hmm. there. And it, it continues to happen, and I'm excited about it. I really, really am. It's great to go worship with them on Sundays because uh, you can feel the Spirit of God moving amongst the people. And yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing. So uh, there's small revivals going on all over the place. Sure there is. And, you know, you can't, you, you know, you don't hear about it because certainly the news is not going to report what is happening in, nope. in China or the Middle East. So you're, you're not going to hear no. any of this. Unless you're watching CBN. Right. And if, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you if all you do is, is, is look at news, then all you're going to see is the, the, the bad and the ugly. You're right. not going to see any of the good. If that's it actually, leads, yeah. it leads. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. that's the old terminology from when I started in. In journalism, if it bleeds, it leads. That's wow. why I was a cop. I was a police beat guy, and I was out wherever there was a shooting or a drug deal went bad. Right. That's what I that I was doing. All right, got another one for you, and we can get. We want to take a break first, Heidi. Should I take a break first? Okay, I need to take a break. When we come back, uh, though, we're going to talk about the Hebraic approach, and I was just talking about this. Yeah. To Scott and to Billy, and uh, and I'll tell you why when we come back here on the on the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, don't forget about PI Roofing. I had them out at my house yesterday. Walked on the roof, took a look at it. Um, I got I have wind damage. I have some hail damage. So uh, they're getting with my insurance today, and we're going to start talking about when we're going to replace the roof. And uh, they also came in the house. And I showed them where some discoloration happened from something that happened. It had to be a year and a half ago. Uh, I had a leak from uh, some holes that an antenna had been put on my roof by by uh, DirecTV. You remember when they used to have those uh, kind of, I call them fly swatters, they put on your house so you could, you could get the high-definition signal. 
Uh, well, they took it off, but then they didn't do a good job of plugging the holes where the big screws went in, and I and I got a leak from that, and uh, PI Roofing fixed it for me. Uh, but now I it, it, that discoloration, it once you notice it, you can't not notice it. You know what I'm saying? It's there. So um, they came in, took a look at it, think a little bit of kills in it. They can cover it up without any problem. So I'm waiting for them to send me a, an estimate today about, you know, replacing my roof and things that nature. I just want you to know this. When it comes to getting a roof, when it comes to fixing uh, on my ceilings or my walls or whatever, it's PI Roofing. They're the professionals. They know how to do it. Call them 707-3551. Nobody else has worked on my roof but PI Roofing. 707-3551. And, of course, you can get a hold of them by the Internet, piroofing.com. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show, 22 minutes after 7. Scott's here. Billy's here. And I, we got a good question. This is a really good question because I was questioning Scott about this uh, just before the show went on. Um, I have talked about on the air that uh, I have been given a, a supernatural charge to start a school. And I, you know, I don't care if you think I'm nuts or not. God woke me up and told me about this. Amen. All right. He, he made it clear to me. Um, I went to see Rick Bazette because nothing, I was given the vision basically. And then I went and saw Bazette because nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm wondering, have I done something wrong? You know, am I out of favor with the Lord? What's going on here? And he looked at me and this is what he said, Dave, if God gave you the vision, he will supply the provision. Mm -hmm. That was his exact words to me. I have not. That that is verbatim what he said to me, and I am not forgetting. And Rick, I love you, brother, and I thank you very much. And uh, he gave me that direction. But still, the provision has not come. But it it's going to come. I have no doubt in my mind that it will show up. And when it does, my vision is to start a school, a private school that is free to everybody. There's Amen. many that we can take care of, and that we're going to use. Um, it's going to be religiously based best way i'll put it that way i think you understand if i say it that way but it's going to be from a hebraic uh theological viewpoint Mm. and i think you know the kids are believe it or not we're going to teach children starting in kindergarten hebrew Mm -hmm. and we want to teach them greek and i'm of the opinion being a classicalist that we should teach them latin as well but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Everybody keeps telling me, Dave, it's a dead language. I said, no, it's not. The English language is based Full on Latin. Yep. And bottom line. Well, so, if you want to be, if you want to be a doctor or a psychologist or you start filling in all the blanks, you're going to have to learn a bunch of, uh, of Latin anyway. Yeah. So, you know. So I was telling Scott and I was saying that I know there may be some pushback. Yeah. That it's going to be a Hebraically based, uh, you know, structure. What does that mean? It means it's going to be based jews <laughs> all right but jesus was a jew so anyway we're going to talk about i'm not no it's not my that's not my biden imitation all <laughs> right oh, oh, oh. you know whisper now bottom <laughs> bottom line uh, i know some people will accept this even though you got all of the biblical backing for the truth Tradition will trump truth a million times sometimes. Mm-hmm. So 
We'll we'll ha- we'll have that fight when it comes. Okay, but we're going to get it started. Here's the question. I have a bit of a situation that I'm trying to deal with as gently as I can, but I would like some advice. How do I help people understand the need for Hebraic approach to the scriptures without upsetting them? I ask this because it seems like people just get so defensive the minute I bring up anything related to the Sabbath or the Feast of the Lord, etc. Any advice would be greatly appreciated uh, on how to handle these people. One verse that is brought up as a defense is Romans 14, 1 through 6, regarding foods and holy days. If you could tell me how to deal with this objection, I would greatly appreciate it. And again, that's Romans 14, 1 through 6. Yeah, so um, it, your your question is, how can I do that without upsetting them? Yeah, um, and the I answer don't think is, you, can. you can't. No. Um, <laughs> and thank you. It's almost it's also almost impossible to convince someone. Um, there are some things that simply come by revelation or illumination. That's how I'm going to be honest with you. That's how mine came. Yeah. yeah. Here's what happened. The Holy Spirit moved to 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 Scott. Yep. Scott reacted to the Holy Spirit, said, you should invite Dave over for the Seder. And he invited me. And when he invited me, I'm going to tell you, I felt kind of different about the invitation. Yeah. And it's something that I had always wondered about, mm-hmm. about a Seder. And I, I went over to Scott's house and had it. And I'm going to tell you, I felt like Paul. Life changing. Yeah. I felt like Paul. Mm-hmm. I felt like, like you know, snake scales fell off my eyes. Mm. It was amazing yeah. what what it revealed to me. Praise God. And it was from that that we began to go. Um, doing what we're doing now. Yeah. And yeah. and went and went to your church a few times. And, yes. And taught about the Lord's Supper. Yeah. Yeah. Even Steve and I went once together. Yeah. The, the Lord, times. The Lord, yeah, twice. twice. The Lord's yeah. Supper is nothing more than the end of the Passover meal. That's mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. And I wish pastors would say that. They'll say, they got done with their meal, and then they, they you know, they, they did this part. No, no. it's a meal, yep, yep. and it's the last cup That's in right. the meal, because guess what? Jesus is the completion of the law. Yep. And, and the fact that he says, we're going to, I'm not going to, to drink from this cup. Till we meet again. This bread. This is a definite cup he's talking yeah. about, yep. and it relates directly to the Passover. So this is going to be something we do in, uh, in the kingdom, and yep. so yep. we need to be familiar with it now. It yeah. doesn't stop just because it's. Do quote, you do a, a huge Passover meal at uh, over at we, the no, church? No, we don't. Uh, it um, we have uh, just kind of my my philosophy on it. I think that once once the church starts institutionalizing things like that, people then won't do them. Right. If right. the church doesn't provide it, so I've really tried yeah because to you're supposed to do it with your family. That's it. So I've tried to make sure that it's embedded in each family. So whether the church is, does it or not. It's going to continue, you know, yeah. you know, if I, if, you know, if I am no longer the pastor in 10, 15 years and there's a new guy there and he doesn't do it at all, I want it to keep going yeah. in the life of the, of the people. So, and it's so, good. so, uh, so we tried to make it where everybody owns it as a personal thing, as opposed to making it more institutional with the, uh, with the whole church doing it. Let's, and, let's do a little history here before I, I got to take a break. I got. I got a break coming up really quick here. Hold on. Let me see what the time is again. 
it's the news we're doing yeah we got we got bill o'reilly he needs to talk to us okay. real quick and i got to do that so uh let's just say we'll come back and talk about this and and why is there's this reticence uh in the christian community about judaism about hebraic thought mm-hmm. and it it's very simple after the people of Israel were taken by the Babylonians, when they came, some went back to, to Israel, others went Stay. to the Greeks. All right, so we'll talk about it when we return in a moment. Hey, I know that times are tough out there. You're you're trying to keep your your nest egg together, and it's not an easy haul right now. And it's going to get tougher, I do believe, for for a while uh, before it's cleared up. So if you're concerned about the out-of-control government spending, the soaring inflation, the political unrest, the decline of the U.S. dollar, uh, and you're looking at gold or silver, might be the answer to help you protect your assets, that IRA, 401K, your hard-earned savings, uh, I want to give you a number. It's 501-222-3315. It's going to put you in touch with David Lucas Financial, and I want you to uh, talk to them. Because uh, buying silver and gold is totally different than buying anything else. And you want to know that you're doing it right. And they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. Again, to learn more about buying silver and gold, what you need to do is call 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. 3315 investment advisory services offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor okay so the question is from our uh, our listener who sent this is that look he's evidently the holy spirit has opened his eyes he understands there's been a lot of stuff that that he has not been taught about um, the Hebraic view uh, of of the gospel, and because of that, he's running into some problems when he talks to his friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you, I can understand where he's at and what's going and and what's going on about all of this. It, it's very difficult to get people to turn away from what they've been taught for a long long time and i want to i'm going to ask uh, uh, scott to talk a little bit about why we have so many people that are they've, they've got a, a kind of a greek viewpoint or a socrates kind of viewpoint of the scripture and why other people have a hebraic viewpoint of the uh, of the scriptures and there's a in history there is a dividing point about the uh the old testament why don't you talk a little bit about that oh just uh just in brief um the in the beginning the um the conventional approach to the scripture was from a judeo christian viewpoint meaning keeping the christian connected to the judeo or the judaic the the jewish uh, judaism faith um, and that's seen through our major universities and colleges uh, that had uh, an intrinsic uh, Hebrew approach. As a matter of fact, um, when um, when Jefferson Thomas Jefferson um, 
uh, graduate, I believe it was uh, Harvard, it may have been Yale, it was Harvard, uh, you could give your speech in one of three languages, and that lang- one of those languages was Hebrew. It was a choice of giving the speech in uh, you know, when you were when your speech is at the, when you graduated. So there is it's always there's always been a Hebraic uh, line. Uh, I forget exactly the year, but these universities began slowly being overtaken by um, Unitarians and different denominational mm. uh, sects, and it began to uh, shift uh, the view away from. Uh, Hebraic studies into more of a uh, Greek philosophical way of doing things. And, um, and in part because we don't have any Hebrew gospels, um, all we have is the Greek gospels. We don't have any of the Hebrew originals. Um, then the, then the default was, well, we need to study Greek because that's what the gospels are written mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So the focus became Greek. And in the midst of getting so involved in the Greek, we forgot the fact that these are, these are Greek, um, gospels about a hebrew story and uh about hebrew people in a hebrew country in a hebrew land about the god of the hebrews and so we uh we became so uh linguistically um stuck in the greek that our mindsets begin to um shift towards uh athens instead of towards jerusalem and then the replacement theology oh, yeah, started that, coming that's in that's all a result of those, that type and, of thing and jews were taken out of it and the church was placed yeah, in their yeah. place. And then dispensationalism came in back in the 1860s, which uh, created dispensations of time, and it relegated the Jews to one dispensation and then the church to a different mm-hmm. dispensation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all that led us up to the place where we're at today, where very few people ever look at Jesus as uh, a Jewish man. Uh, you know, if you ask a lot of people, you say, okay, uh, who is the most famous uh, Jewish person you've – if you just ask someone randomly, who is the most famous Jewish person you know, they'll say things like uh, – uh, Jerry Seinfeld or mm-hmm. uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg, Einstein. And then you say, how about Jesus? And everybody goes, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's like that doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even click to to think I of him like that. that. Yeah. OK, so go ahead, Billy. You pick up there. Well, I, I would I would tacking on to, to what Pastor said. Um, you have to also remember that um, American culture and the American way of life is um uh, is an extension of Greek ideology too. The way we the way we teach school, uh, the the idea of a public school yeah. um, that's that's all Greek as well. So we we learn to think like a Greek from kindergarten forward and never really give that up. And um, Greek and Hebrew thought are very much opposites of each other. So the the more Greek we become, the harder it is to break out of that. Um, and, and I'm I'm still very guilty of it today. I you know. Have a tendency to slip back into the Greekness, even when I am studying scriptures at times, and I have to stop and go, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" That's you're you're, you're thinking very literally, and you're thinking about the text in, in a point A to point B sort of mode, and that's just not going to work. So, okay. hey, I'd let you know when I went to Southwest Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, they wanted you to learn Greek first. Yeah, yeah, okay, and in fact. If you wanted to do Hebrew, that was cool, but it was totally a second thought language. Mm -hmm. And that's just the opposite of the way it originally was. Yeah. Uh, It's totally totally backwards, back to front. I've mentioned this before. When the pilgrims came over here uh, on the Mayflower. Wouldn't vote. Yeah, they voted to see what language we should speak in the new new world. And there's only two languages put up for uh, discussion. One was English. The other was Hebrew. And English only won the vote by one vote. And if we would, if that, if that would have gone differently, just imagine how different our, our life would be. Yeah. That's well, what, 300 the, years ago? Uh, well, it was in 16, yeah, what was it? Um, 
what was sixteen twenty? Is that when the May you know, they came over in the Mayflower? Okay, so you, you're looking maybe four hundred. Four hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that's not a long time? I no, know it, no, that's not a long thing in the grand no. scheme of things. No. Well, and, and and think about what the impact of that. I mean, America is responsible for having sent the gospel around the world. Mm-hmm. Had we done that in Hebrew, Hebrew instead of Greek, oh, instead of instead of English? I mean, uh, I just can't imagine what the world would look like. How different it would be. It'd be two. Think about the two Hebrew-speaking nations of the world: would be Israel and the United States. It'd be crazy. It'd be really, really crazy. And then, of course, instead of English being the international language, Hebrew Hebrew would would have been international language. Because he may want to do business with America, would be have to be doing it in Hebrew. While pastors reading the Bible would been read. It just but but that time was not the time. It was not the time for Israel. God God knew what He was doing. He He didn't make a mistake. That wasn't the time for that. Breaks my heart. Yeah. He was like, so, ah, I got this. I got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let me take care of that. Bill, you take care of yourself, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Oh, man. So, anyway, what? how do you, there's no way is when you sit down and you talk about this stuff with people that unless, the I'm going to just say this. If you don't feel like the Spirit's leading you, leave it alone. Yeah. That, that, that. That that's best I can say on this because you may just cause a a whole thing of enmity from that person that you don't want. Yeah. And and if you're gonna if you know you're gonna deliberately go and talk with them about something, uh, obviously pour a lot of it in prayer before you do. Yes. But but I would suggest to you you know don't jump straight into Sabbath. Don't jump straight into the the feast. <laughs> do just something just, small. Just, yeah. Just back it up and just and just start off by asking a few questions. You know things like. You know, where was Jesus born? You know, just, just take it back to really basic things. If you can get them to agree, yeah, he was Jewish. Well, what did the Jewish people speak? Well, you know, he spoke Hebrew then. I mean, just just kind of take it back there. Don't I wouldn't try to jump into huge, heavy theological issues. Just break it down to something very simple yeah. as geography and uh, and who he was, where he was born, and, and so forth. Yeah, you might not want to start off by saying, why did Christ appear at certain festivals and right. say certain right. things? That, that right there already puts people in a defensive <laughs> mode. But, I mean, you can ask him, you say, you know, where were you born? Oh, okay, I was born in, you know, in, in Little Rock. And then you can ask some simple questions like, you know, would it, would it do anybody any good to study the life of Dave Ellswick from a Chinese perspective? Right, right. And the answer would be, well, of course not. Okay, the same thing happens here. Would it do any good to study the life of Jesus, the, the Jewish Messiah, from a Greek standpoint? Well, no, of course not. You've got to start from the context. You only know why Dave celebrates the 4th of July if you understand why he celebrates the 4th of That's July. That's right. right. You know, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, you can't understand someone's life if you decontextualize that person. And um, so just work to put Jesus back in his context without going to theological and then let it build from there. Yeah. Okay, and I will always suggest that if you can go to a Seder. Yep. I was going to say the exact same Go thing. to a Seder. Yeah. I try to host between three and five Seders every year. Do you really? And sometimes that's a difficult. Between the community Seder and at home, and then I try to hit two or three other, if I can get invitations to, to lead Seders. So um, it is, in my opinion, um, the best way to introduce someone to the Hebraic nature of of what Messiah did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just, it's so entirely eye opening uh, when, when you sit there and you, you hear the words that the Messiah said, except you hear them in their proper context. That's right. And it's like, Oh goodness. Um, we are, we are people who are driven um, by what we see anyway. 
And as a result, when you're sitting at the table and you're eating a meal together and you've gone through the story and then you hear the words that Messiah spoke and you're like, wait a second, those words belong right here. Um, It's just, it's super powerful. So you might uh, think about doing that. And if you need to know how to do that, uh, don't you have something printed up people can get from you that shows them how to do a a Seder for their family? Uh, We do. Um, You do, yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually fixing to, I'm in the process of updating it and getting it reprinted in a new version right now. So uh, I'll, I'll can, tell you this, he gets it ready. I'll let you know when it's ready. And if you want a copy of it, yep. I'll send it to you. Yep. All right. So that you have it. And I promise you this whole thing about Christmas, we're going to do that. I just, I just asked uh, Billy and I asked uh, Scott about that. Steve, I know I'd. I don't even have to ask him. I already know his answer. He'll help with it. Uh, we're going to write, I'm going to write a book. I'm, I've already sent a message to Regnery uh, Publication, and they're interested. Awesome. They're interested. What publication? Regnery. That's owned by Salem. And uh, I, want to, I want to do a book about the real Christmas. And look, I don't want to blow, uh, blow up your world, but uh, Jesus was not born on December 25th. What? Is, is the title going to be Christmas in September? Question mark. It's going to be, it's going to be the first real Christmas. There you go. There you go. And, uh, I think you'll want a copy when we put this thing together. It's yeah, yeah. take a few months to get it done. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. All right, let's get a break. Then we'll come back. We got more to talk about. Wow. These guys are going like, wow, there's a lot of things happening on the show today. Yeah, things are really rocking today. All right, don't forget about East End Towing. They'll take good care of you. I've already told you once. I'm going to tell you again. you got to get out of here, right? Okay, so Scott's got to leave. So it's just going to be me and Billy. But that's cool because Billy and I have done this before, and we have fun doing it. When are you going to shave, brother? <laughs> Never if I can avoid it. All right. We'll get to that in a moment. Don't forget about East End Towing. Let me just give you your number. You know that they got the answer. If it's your camper that's on your car too, maybe a, maybe you got tires that and an axle that went off on your camper and you need to get it out of there. You know what needs to be done. Well, they know exactly what needs to be uh, be taken care of. Five zero one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine is the number. Five zero one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine. That's East End Towing. All right, last segment uh, for today's Bible Guys. Billy is the last one here. Steve, last he, he couldn't make it. Uh, Scott had uh, an appointment that he had to be to, so he had to leave. So uh, we'll end up with Billy. And uh, the big question here from that question dealing with Hebraics is, this guy says, give me some kind of of teaching of how to talk about Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Yeah, um, so this is one, this is another one of those that, because we don't understand the entirety of the Bible, uh, it is very easy to misunderstand what's being said here in Romans. And and that is true, anytime we look at any of the, the writings of Paul, um, we're going to find that to be true, right? Even Peter, I think it's in, uh, well, even Peter says, um, it is that the writings of Paul are hard to understand. So if <laughs> he was really right, well educated, right? So if if you know 
um, if Peter himself is going, you know what, sometimes I have to call Paul uh, up here to Jerusalem and ask him questions about what he's teaching because even I don't understand some of this stuff. Please understand that 2,000 years removed and not um, immersed in the culture, it is very easy for us to misunderstand what's going on here. But this is actually a fairly easy one to, to, to work through. Uh, I'm going to read just a part of this. Um, starting at verse 2 perhaps it says for one believes he may eat all things uh, but he who is weak eats only vegetables so this is one that is often the first half of that verse is often used to go see um, you can eat anything you want now I will challenge you on that where the where the New Testament so I'm reading from the New King James there if you're reading from the King James it would actually say meat it would use the word meat there uh, and if we go look at the Greek there, and I know we were just talking about the difference between the Greek and the Hebrew, but if you go get the Greek there, the Greek is the word broma. Um, and if you go look up what the word broma means, it is that which is fit for consumption. Okay? Uh, not just anything, but that which is fit for consumption. Now I'm going to ask you, if you're talking to a Orthodox Jew who is kosher, do you think pig falls into the word food that is fit for consumption the answer is no (laughs) so understand when we look at the new testament and it's talking about food or meats that from a from the the position from the point of view of the man who wrote those words down he's not talking about pig and catfish no he's talking about food which is kosher because that's the way he lived and the word he used is very specifically a word there were other words he could have chosen when when the when the Greek was written down, there were other words he could have used to to universal in its food, but that, that's not the word that was used. The word that was used was the one that specifically says that which was fit for consumption. Okay, so the other thing that happens with this verse, verse two, it says, "One who believes may eat all things," and people stop right there, but they don't read it in context, which is to say that he who is weak eats only vegetables. So there is a what we're really dealing with. Again, we're talking about Romans, right? So we're talking about being outside of the land. And what was happening here is that one of the requirements that was put on people, the the Gentiles in Acts 15, was that they weren't to eat anything that had been offered to an idol, right? And and there were you had people running around going, "Well, I have no earthly idea what was written, what was offered to to idols, so I don't know if I can eat anything here." So those who didn't who didn't have enough faith to say, "I'm going to consume this," so we're not talking about catfish; we're talking about a kosher cut of meat that may or may not have been offered to an idol. And what he's saying is those those who are weak, they're only going to eat the vegetables because they don't think they can trust any of the meat. But those who are believed may eat that meat as long as they don't know for a fact that it was offered to an idol. So that's what's being dealt with here. Um, and then we also deal with, there, there are days here, right? It, it talks about um, esteeming one day over another. Right. Again, we are not talking about the Sabbath, the the Sabbath the Sabbath is not even a Jewish thing. Please understand that the Sabbath is not a Jewish thing. The Sabbath is an Adam and Eve thing, right? The, the Sabbath didn't start with the Jews. The Sabbath started right after the creation of man. The, the The Sabbath started because God said, "Hey, here's a day to rest." Because even I took a rest, right? So, what is being discussed here? Well, um, in the in this day and age, in the day that the the scriptures were written, the New Testament was written, there was a huge argument among Jews about which two or three days of the week should be used for fasting. Again, in the context of he's talking about food here, right? So, what he's saying is, "Hey, don't get messed up about what days you're fasting on." 
um, and surely don't let it divide. It's one of those issues where people were literally dividing synagogues, were dividing themselves. Well, you fast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I fast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, so we can't fellowship. Yeah. It's like, are you serious? We're better than you. Get over yourselves. You know, he'll also write, um, as you see the day approaching, he, he says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I think that's uh, 1024. Do not, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. What is he saying? Hey, get over yourselves and come together as a, as a group of people and, and uplift one another. It goes on to say, um, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Guess what? If we're not living in the age where the day is approaching, then I don't know whoever was or ever will be. You, we, should, we should be coming together even on the things that we just dis- Now, look, I spend a lot of time. Uh, I I visit churches. I still hang out with my good Pentecostal buddies because you know what? They're some of the holiest people I encounter anywhere. Um, there, there's some of the. Do we disagree about a, a lot of things? Absolutely. But understand that I grew up in the Pentecostal church. My wife still attends a Pentecostal church. I still go there on occasion. Um, we still celebrate the the more secular type uh, holidays with those people. Uh, I, I fellowship with those people all the time. Um, So I I live with one foot in one world and the other foot in the other world, not straddling a fence because my my beliefs are very sound on the Hebraic side. But I also know that if I'm not if I'm not over there interacting with them and living life with them, I also have no voice among them. And I don't know what's going on with them either. It's hard to minister to people if I don't know what's going on in their lives. So uh, understand that this is all about. This is all about whether or not food was offered to an idol or not, and what days you were choosing to fast to the Lord. This is not about the Sabbath, and it's not about catfish and pig. Yeah. How's that? That sounds good to me. Hey, how about we finish up with Amy Grant? All right, I, I hear love in, this. Song. I hear her. I love this song. in the back. Uh, this is from her <clears throat> album "Age to Age." I I broke this album for her over in Europe when I was in the in the military. I interviewed her, and this was the album they wanted me to play the music from. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, then we did a half hour of Michael W. Smith as well. So anyway, uh, a little bit of Amy Grant. Thank you, Billy, for coming in. Yes, sir. You know, sometimes sometimes the lessons that we get into are a little bit more difficult. This yep. was one of those days. Yeah. We yep. thank Scott as well, Steve. We hope to see you, brother, next week. I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m., 6.35 in the morning. It's going to be Congressman Hill, 7 o'clock. It will be Congressman Westerman, 7.35 in studio. It's going to be Senator Bozeman. See you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.